0: What is up, Goal Line listeners? We are back with another episode of the Goal Lines. We're putting the uh, time that ends up on week seven in the NFL. We got the third quarter of the Niners and Vikings just kicked off in a surprising game, and we're ready to talk some football. Jordan, what's going on, man? Not too much. Another
1: uh, – it was an eventful week of NFL, I'll just say that. I just We we have a lot to talk about this week. I, I feel like we've been um... – avoiding one of the tough topics of the nfl this season and we're, we're gonna hit on it tonight so
0: gotta come up with something to call the uh the listener base you know on our wrestling show we always hit them with the foley fam on the chick foley show what are we gonna do for for goal line man maybe we call them like the goalies <laughs> oh, no, no I don't, you don't like that no. what's up all my goalies Mm-mm. okay we'll workshop it we'll come up with something uh, Jordan, remind the listeners where they can find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, X, at goal underscore line underscore pod. And on Instagram, you can find us at the goal line football show. All right. The people love the uh, the live game coverage kind of sprinkled in on Monday Night Football. That's definitely been uh, part of the feedback we've gotten early on. Um, what, uh, what what How do you see this one playing out right now, man? We got the Vikings surprisingly holding the nine-point lead on the Niners.
1: I mean... So here, here's my thing with, with this Niners team. And we saw it last week against the Browns. Like if you rush Purdy or, um, make him make decisions in a hurry, he's not great at it. I mean, and we kind of, we had kind of hit on this at the beginning of the season, right? Like we haven't really seen what he would look like under pressure. Cause they hadn't really had a close game in over a year, um, but man, this is two weeks in a row. I'm I'm not loving what I'm seeing from Brock Purdy or the Niners right now, honestly. Their run defense, there there's something going on with their run defense, because this is two weeks in a row. It seems like their run defense just cannot hold up against anybody and they get gassed fast. So. Yeah,
0: you know, Jordan was hitting me with the the chicken little routine yesterday when the Bills dropped that game to the Patriots, saying the Bills need to be worried, but I still stand by it, man. I'm much more shaky on the Niners half of my preseason 49ers Bills Super Bowl pick. It just always they I mean, they are a badass team, but they are kind of one of those teams that seems like when if things go off script, they can really struggle, you know, if they got they got to alter from their game plan in game as we're seeing right now, looks like another turnover for the uh The Vikings defense right there man like yeah this is looking very very shaky for the Niners
1: what in the hell was Purdy even doing there good lord man
0: so we'll keep an eye on this and talk as we go throughout the game uh but we're gonna get into the rest of the week Jordan yeah I'm ready to go Uh, real quick before we get started, man, tell all the goalies what you're sipping on.
1: I, for my first drink tonight, I am drinking a beer from Melvin Brewery. It's called Two Times Thor. It's a double IPA, 9.9%. Oh, so, uh, oh, God. Oh, man, we're, we're leading off with some heat tonight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nice, dude. I'm drinking uh, from Ghost River Brewing right here in Memphis. Definitely check out their their brewery and wing spot, um, down on Bill Street if you're ever downtown Memphis and need a place for a uh, beverage and something to eat. I'm drinking their Interstellar Mosh. It is a uh, raspberry sour. Pretty good. Good.
1: All right, we got to lead off with this guy, Miles Garrett. Um, the question is: Is Miles Garrett the best player in the NFL? Before you answer that. Miles Garrett yesterday became the only player in the last 30 seasons to record multiple sacks, force multiple fumbles, and block a field goal in the same game. Dude, that game yesterday that he played, I I mean, me and you were texting back and forth. I have never seen someone just completely
0: take over a game like that on the defensive side of the ball i mean we've yeah the impact plays man it looked like you know jj watt had some big games like that but even still man it's hard to think of one where he almost single-handedly won a game for his team dude i, I was gonna
1: say we've seen like um i mean tj watt's done it numerous times um jj watt like you said obviously uh back in the day derrick thomas and those guys had huge sack games but dude Go back, do yourself a favor. If you did not see the field goal block that Miles Garrett did, just remind yourself, this dude is a defensive end. He's 300 pounds, and he literally cleared the entire line, jumped over the top of the entire line, and blocked the field goal. Like, I I don't know what else you can say other than, like, the way that dude played yesterday, I mean – if you're just strictly talking a guy that's just taking over a game like right now and i know this is prisoner of the moment yesterday he looked like the best player in the game to me I, I just i i know there's an argument to be made for a lot of guys but dude that was incredible yesterday like that's one of the most incredible um single player games i've ever seen that he just completely took the game over
0: yeah, I mean, if I if they did like a full NFL fantasy draft, just reset it and reselected all the teams, I still probably got Micah Parsons as the top uh, non-quarterback on my draft board just because the youth. But Miles Garrett's definitely outperformed him so far this year. And yeah, I mean, that game was ridiculous between the blocked field goal and that strip sack in the end zone that got uh, picked up for a touchdown. That's plus ten points right there uh, for the Browns. You know, just off of those two plays, not to mention all the other you know amazing plays he did. Where Maybe he didn't get the sack, but he just influences the player, puts the pressure on him. But just off those two plays, that's plus 10 points in a game that they won by one. Um, so, yeah, dude, he's just he's incredible, man. And if they can get absolutely anything out of Deshaun Watson, which, dude, at this point, man, I know you gave him the contract, dude. At some point, man, like they've won their last two games without him. Uh, and the offense, had he looked horrible the first five plays he played yesterday before they took him out. Like, what, what do you do with Deshaun Watson if you're the Browns? I mean, do they really
1: have an option? Like, you—it's not like you just cut the dude. You owe him so much money at this point.
0: You can put him on the bench, I, dude.
1: He, when the money he,
0: spent, no matter what. When he, the money, the the money's there, man. So it, that's gone regardless. It's a guaranteed contract. Are you gonna keep putting up with subpar quarterback play just because you paid this guy? Th- that's
1: the thing. When he's played this year. I've never thought this dude even looked remotely good. He's it's pretty obvious. He's never going to get back to what he was with the Texans. I mean, we're we're now three years removed from that. He's not ever getting back to that player that he was. It's just, it's obvious. I mean, he there, there's nothing that I've seen him do in the past season that makes me think like, all right, man, there's still flashes of it. Like, I don't see anything. I mean, he made that bonehead play a couple weeks ago where he threw the ball backwards, like 35 yards. I mean,
0: yeah, dude, that's,
1: that's nothing you should ever be doing in at any part of a game. I mean, I don't know. I just, I think they're screwed because they're stuck with him. But the problem is, is they got this defense that is going to keep them in every game. And I know yesterday they gave up a ton of points, but, I mean, their defense is going to be the thing that has to keep them in games, and they have to pray you that Deshaun Watson... Plays for them, though, yeah. Yeah, and you that, that to... was just a wild... That
0: was one of those wild-ass games yesterday, so I don't, I'm not going to hang their defense off of, uh, No. uh you know, 130-burger.
1: Yeah, so it's like, do you just pray that Deshaun Watson doesn't
0: make the critical mistake
1: to lose you a game? I mean,
0: I don't... I... That's a tough pill to swallow if I'm paying $45 million for a guy I'm just praying doesn't mess up, man. Like, I could have got you know, any number of guys, you could have got freaking, uh, you know, Marcus Mariota or something for less than that. Um, or stuck with Baker Mayfield, dude. They think if they just had Baker Mayfield, man, the way Baker's played for the bucks. And again, I, you know, he's not having an all pro season, but he's playing totally fine. And he's playing tough. Like you could tell his teammates rally around him. Think if they still had Baker Mayfield, a quarterback on this team. Yeah.
1: I mean, I watched Baker play yesterday and I, the, there's nothing special there. I, I hate to tell you, dude. No, it's
0: nothing special, but at least he's a decent dude. I mean, dude, he, he had that 30 yard scramble there at the end to, to uh, you know, almost send it to, to OT. I, uh, I don't know, dude, I just, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, it's never sat with me the way they got, they ran him out of town and, I mean, and nobody's rooting for him either, dude. Like, I feel like it just seems like it's just something weird going on there, man. It's like, the I don't know if they need to get a sports psychologist and, like, all that shit that went down off the field has just totally wrecked his confidence. I can't imagine he's gotten this bad um, since his Houston Texan days.
1: Well, you wouldn't think so, would you? I mean, but the, all the signs are pointing to it. Let's get off Deshaun and go back to Miles Garrett a little bit here because I, I got some more stats for you so Let's it. he's played 90 career games and he has 82 sacks already i mean he's played six and a half seasons so far like dude the pace this dude is on right now for career sacks i mean it's going to be pre- if he continues on this pace it's going to be pretty hard to not see him break the sack record so i don't know man this dude is just incredible and I mean, a lot of those times, dude, he was on a a horrible Browns team and not even a great defense. Like, there's a lot of times he's the best player on the field and they know he's the only one that can get to the quarterback he's getting double and triple teamed and still getting back there. Like, I get what you're saying about Micah Parsons and he is an absolute monster, but, I mean, dude, Miles Garrett's consistency is just on another level and some of the shit he did yesterday was just, I mean... That's stuff that a man his size should not be able to do.
0: The Browns are going to be a tough, tough team to go against in the playoffs, Oof. man. I think if you're, you know, the Bills, Dolphins, Chiefs, I think they're, that's the one team that you definitely want to avoid um, just because they could just turn it into a junk game with that defense and end up, like I, said, I don't, I don't really consider them a contender to come out of the AFC, but I know they they could probably pull off, you know, at least one upset, and they're just a team that nobody's going to want to see come January you want to talk about the
1: craziest thing with the Browns too. They are getting nothing from the quarterback position and their best player arguably is done for the season. Nick Chubb. Like what, what they're doing right now is defying logic. Like they're getting zero, a zero from the quarterback and they lost their best offensive player. And yet they're still playing as well as they are. I mean, they literally are defying logic right now.
0: Yeah, it's pretty wild. They, they, who so who they got there? The Steelers. I mean Steelers are kind of hanging around. There's a good chance they could end up hosting a playoff game, man. If the Bengals don't get it into gear, like well the problem is uh, is
1: the Bengals can't ever beat the Browns. That's the one team that Burrow cannot play against. He's won one time in his career against them, and he always looks bad against them. It's crazy. I, yeah, so freaking break
0: up the Browns, man. Shout out to Alex Eubank, dude, our longtime, uh, longtime Chick-fil-A show listener, man. He was giving us some crap for shitting on the Browns so much first couple weeks of the season. So we'll give credit where it's due, man. They are doing their thing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard to dog the Browns for as well as they're playing right now. So, yeah. It's weird, man. What kind of world are we in? Lions and Browns. <laughs> um. All right, we can move on to the next one. We're gonna save the the best one for last. Well, maybe the worst one, but um, let's talk about the Ravens. My God, dude, uh, maybe they're way better they than out. we thought, dude. Like I, I don't really know what to say after that game yesterday, other than they're clearly better than we thought. Um, man, that was
0: an ass. They spank the Lions. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, they played the the exact way that the Lions want a team to play against them and they did it better than the Lions. I mean, they just played smash-mouth football, and the Lions couldn't take it. I mean, you texted me yesterday. Dude, when Lamar is on and he just has that that killer instinct, I
0: mean, he's he's just basically impossible to stop, and that's what he was yesterday. He's so dangerous as a runner that the defense is already kind of on their heels when they're playing him. So then if you get the passing game to start working with any kind of consistency like it was yesterday, it's just – it's a wrap, man. It's like 2019, dude. That You know, that 2019 team, the year uh, Lamar won the MVP, it gets written off because they went one and done in the playoffs because the Titans were red hot, went in there and spanked them in the divisional round. But, uh, dude, the regular season, that team was unstoppable, man. Like, Lamar was just putting up video game numbers week after week, and I want to say it was unanimous MVP. There was nobody even close that season. Um, and that's what it looked like yesterday. I mean, for, they ended that game – before the halftime, first four drives were like 70 plus yard touchdowns, uh, touchdown drives. And it was a wrap, man. Detroit got punched in the mouth and just had absolutely no answer for anything. That was one that went off the rails quick. And, you know, if you're Detroit, you kinda, I think you just burn the game film off of that one and just move on to the next one and just say, hey, you know, we, we caught a all on Sunday.
1: The other thing that I guess I didn't really pay attention to about the Ravens. I mean, I knew they had a decent defense, but their linebacker play with Patrick Queen and Ro- Quan Smith, I mean, those dudes rarely make a mistake, like, and they just fly around and just hit people all game. Like, it's, they have two of the best linebackers in football for what they do on defense, so... Yeah, man. Uh,
0: yeah, they're a tough team, man. They've had so many playoff runs over the last handful of years. Uh, you know, last season, they came very, very close to beating the Bengals in Cincinnati on Wild Card weekend with Tyler Huntley, at quarterback. They had a they were going for a QB sneak at the one yard line that got, you know, fumbled and ran all the way back for a touchdown the other way that kind of decided that game. But they were very close to knocking out the Bengals who damn near made it back to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, this, this is definitely going to be a team to be reckoned with. Uh, playoff time
1: yeah another game or another team you're not going to want to go to their house and the playoffs to play because maybe they did figure something out on offense this week because i just had not been impressed with with their offense at all i just i felt like the play calling was absolute garbage and i i felt like yesterday that was that was like a perfect game plan like they mixed the run in with the pass so much and it was just absolutely perfect so yeah, hats off to them, man. They they beat the dog shit out of the Lions, and I could have swore the Lions were going to go in there and just wreck them, and, yeah, they beat the dog shit out of them.
0: And just think, dude, Lamar Jackson was definitely available for trade this offseason, and nobody at all wanted to dude, wanted to take a bite. I don't try think to he was
1: as as available as everybody made it out. Like, I think that – I think he was – loosely available but i think that the ravens were just trying to push the envelope a little bit like hey man if somebody will give us three or four first round picks we'll go for it but he was coming off an injury he they said he could have played the end of the uh, wind down of the season last year and he decided not to so i don't know man it's it's tough I mean, I I don't think... but I
0: mean, think about in comparison to Deshaun Jackson where you had teams just tripping all over themselves. You had teams going out of their... Yeah, Deshaun Watson. You had teams going out of their way to, like, public... Like, think about the Falcons. They came out and made a public statement, like, we will not pursue Lamar Jackson. It's like, what the hell? I think that... I think
1: they did pursue Lamar Jackson, and I think they heard the asking price, and they were like, there's no chance we're paying that. And honestly, I mean, can you blame anybody? Like if the rumors are true and the Ravens really wanted three or four first round picks, like you can't do that as a franchise. I mean, I get it that if you're a quarterback away and sadly it looks like the Falcons really are a quarterback away right now is the biggest issue I have with this team. Eh, probably a coach and a quarterback away, but (laughs) either way, I digress. It's just, I don't know, man. The NFL is so weird. And if you don't have a star quarterback, you've really got nothing right now. And, yeah, there's a, there's probably about 20 teams that are kicking themselves right now watching him play football, and the Falcons are one of them.
0: He's been good, man. Are they – do you put them number two to the Chiefs in the AFC right now for contenders? Um – I, I think I mean, if you're the dolphins, at- they're starting. I think the dolphins are starting to be bullies, man. We see them beating up on the the, the little guys, d But they get smacked in the mouth every time they go up against one of the heavyweights. The
1: dolphins are also really, really hit with the injury bug right now. I mean, they've got they have like eleven guys out last night, so that's not going to be good for them moving forward. And Biggest problem for the Dolphins, man, are you really trusting them if they have to go somewhere and play a cold-weather game? Because I still don't trust the team that they have in a cold-weather game. So
0: th- when you yeah, rely on they're nothing... But, the, they're almost the definition of a, f- a finesse team. Yeah, when you
1: rely on nothing but speed, like uh, snow and wind and cold really are not your friends. So, yeah, I, don't, I, I would probably go with the Ravens if they end the season right now. Um. All right, let's move on to second to last. How has Brandon Staley not been fired? And Justin Herbert is absolutely mid right now. Like, I just, there's no arguing it. I I know what you're going to say, and you're going to come back with (laughs) that one game he had this year, but dude, he is not playing well at all. Like he did not have any killer instinct in that game yesterday in the second half. I mean, dude, that game was 17-17 to in the middle of the second quarter, and they did not score again in that game. I just, I don't know, man. Is it all just, is it all Brandon Staley? I think a lot of it's on him. I just don't think he's an NFL coach. But, dude, the more and more I watch Justin Herbert play, the more and more it looks like he does not have the killer instinct to be an elite quarterback in the NFL.
0: I think his O-line's been so shaky for really the last two seasons, man. I think it's starting to do some permanent damage. You know what I mean? He's got a little bit of like the David Carr thing going where you start being panicked and checking down too much and you lose some of that aggressiveness. Uh, yeah, I agree, man. You called it back. I think that was after week two. You said you weren't a – you you were getting rid of all your uh, Herbert stock, man. It's looking like a smart move because, yeah, it's not been great this season at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, so he had two consecutive pretty good games. I mean, really good games. The Tennessee game, he had 305 yards, two touchdowns, and then the Minnesota game the following week, he had 405 and three touchdowns. The last three games, 259, one touchdown and two picks, 227, two touchdowns and one pick, and then 167, a touchdown and a pick. Like, I mean, if, if this is what we're judging on elite level quarterback play, then I don't know, man. And outside of Dallas, it's not like that. Like they played Vegas in there, and then they played Kansas City, which Kansas City's defense is definitely better, but they're clearly not an elite defense. I mean, the Chargers put up seventeen immediately on them yesterday and did not score again. So I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm
0: really leaning hard into the Justin Herbert is not as good as everybody thinks he is. I think he's going to be great. He's just got to get the right mix of coaching, man. I'm I'm still not going to. I've seen too much from him. Just the physical talent is off the charts. I will say, number one at the front of the fraud alert is Kellen Moore. He was supposed to be the savior for this offense, man. And they've been worse than they were last year. I
1: don't think there's any saving anything, though, with Staley as the head coach. I think that the cancer starts at the top, man. And I think it just spreads to that entire team. He should have got fired last year. I still don't know how he didn't. And then he should have definitely gotten fired after the first couple games this year and didn't. Like, what are they hanging on to him for at this point? I mean, he's clearly not as good... their bye week, man. Let's see. When is their bye
0: week? They already had their bye weeks, didn't they? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Then maybe they don't have anybody in the staff they trust to turn it over to you. Maybe he's made that survival move. Don't hire any assistants that could potentially be the head coach. That way they just hang on to you no matter what, man. Yeah, I just – I mean, dude,
1: you look at the – I mean, I know a lot of these guys have played one more game than him, but this is a stats league, dude. Like, this is a stats-driven league, and when you're not performing, like, people are going to call for your head. And I don't know, I'm just looking at some of the passing leaders, and it's not a good look at all for Justin Herbert. So, I am officially worried about Justin Herbert. Um, We have to close this out with – and this has been brought up numerous times in the first seven shows we've done um, from feedback and stuff. Dude, it, it, is it just me or is that the the officiating all time bad this season and the amount of flags we're throwing in games is all time bad. Like they're deciding games with either not calling flags or throwing flags at the biggest moments of the game. Um, I told Seth that Tom Brady And Larry Fitzgerald and Jim Gray do a podcast called Let's Go on SiriusXM Radio. And Brady said that he thinks a lot of times the refs get way too excited and try to insert themselves into the game. And he even said, he's like, nobody is there to see you throw flags. We're there to watch football. And if it's not egregious, dude, keep the fucking flag in your pocket. The Falcons got called for defensive holding. I think they got called like six times yesterday. And all of them were just ticky-tack. Like, none of them really affected the play. I think there was one where um, A.J. Terrell, like, grabbed Mike Evans just to make it not a touchdown, which that was the one that was not arguable at all. But the rest were just ticky-tack. I just – I think the refs are ruining the NFL. And I think it's showing in the scoring, man. Like, the the scoring is so far down right now. There's been 60% of the games
0: have been unders this year. And I think that's a big part of it. I mean, it was like watching an episode of Wild Kingdom that game last night. You had freaking zebras and and eagles, you know, living together in harmony, man. Like it the the Dolphins got is I don't think they really deserve to win, but they definitely they definitely were up against it with some of those calls, especially down the stretch that the Eagles were getting on seemingly every big play.
1: And I said it a couple of weeks ago, I felt like the Chiefs get a ton of calls down the stretch, too, which I get it, man when you're the as good as they are, they, they're going to get calls. Like, they're they're Super Bowl champs. They got Mahomes. Like, they're going to get calls. That's obvious. But you can't just call every single thing. And I don't know what the hell has happened to offensive holding because it is almost never called anymore. Like, you literally have to hold someone and take them to the ground for them to call holding. <laughs> it's bad. And in the
0: direction where the ball is going.
1: It's so bad now. Like, the, what they're calling, I just I don't get but then, then they're not calling like offensive holding or anything like that. I don't know, man. I just, I don't get it. I, I just feel like the NFL is in a bad pattern with the, the refs kind of taking over games. And I don't know, it, it's not a good look for the NFL at all. Like it, it's making me not want to watch some of these games. And I, I love football, man. I've never wanted to turn off a football game. There's been a couple of times this season where I, really haven't even wanted to watch it. I almost turned off the Falcons game yesterday just because of all the flags. It's just that's not what I want to watch, man. I don't I don't want to watch a flag fest. I want to watch two good teams play each other and fight it out on the field and not have the refs decide the game. So I'm getting frustrated with it and I just felt like this was the week to finally bring it up because it felt felt like a lot of games got switched yesterday because of flags. I mean, Colts literally lost because of flags. And those two calls were absolutely god awful.
0: Yeah, I mean, they basically gift wrapped the touchdown for the Browns to take the lead. Yeah, so I don't know.
1: I I hope this is not a sign of things to come, and this is just going to continue all season because it's not enjoyable at all for the for the fans to watch. Um, you got anything else to add on flags?
0: Do you think it's? Do you think it's has any? I mean. The conspiracy theory is that this is all Vegas-driven, dude, and that these calls are influenced by whatever Vegas needs to happen. Do you think there's any truth to that whatsoever, or is that just a coping mechanism for teams on the losing end to some of these bad calls? I used to give a ton
1: of credence to that with like Vegas knows and Vegas and all that stuff. And I do think Vegas does know a lot more than, than people want to give them credit for. I mean, I think they know a lot of behind the scenes stuff that the normal people don't know. So, but no, I I don't think it's all Vegas driven. I, I just think a lot of human element is really coming out this season. And I just, there's gotta be a way to hold refs more accountable, you know, I mean, you can't just like screw up an entire game and just not be held accountable. Like it's it's one of the only jobs where you're not held accountable when you completely botch it. So I don't know, man. I I don't know what the fix is, but it's not
0: looking good right now. Anything else to add? No, I just it seems like I mean not to get too far down a rabbit hole on this, dude. It feels like in twenty twenty three, man, we should have a better system in place to, especially, you know, we are asking a lot of the, uh, of the refs. I mean, I'd say they aren't blowing some, what should be easy calls, but these are super fast athletes, man, that you're seeing stuff happen in the, uh, in the blink of an eye. And we're asking them to make judgment calls on a lot of these. Like, why not just make every penalty reviewable, you know, like give the refs an extra or give the coaches an extra challenge. Right. I, I know nobody wants to see any added replay, but here's the thing. Let's stop going through the charade. Of the referee going to the little booth and looking under there like it's you know some shit from the 1970s, dude. We got you know the the staff in New York watching all these games on big TV, slow it down as much as they need to. Like let's just let anything be challengeable, so at least you got a little bit of recourse, man. Like it, I just feel like that would. Um, I I, I feel like what would you would lose with having the game slowed up a little bit? I feel like you would would gain so much more by just not having these tainted endings to games.
1: Okay, so, while I agree with what you're saying there, I think the fourth quarter that the command center is what should come in handy in the fourth quarter. Like if there's a close call and you're not real sure, but you throw the flag, I feel like that's when they should be able to come in and help you. You can't do it all game, dude. We'd have eight hour games. Like nobody wants but that. But The
0: coaches still only have three challenges. I, I know, but still it's I just mean, you tell me it's going to make the games double in length. They, they already have two challenges now. Like it's going to make the game double in length. And if it's, it shouldn't take that long, dude, like literally they can watch the play in New York. I mean, we can typically, figure out what the right call is within, like, 40 seconds, dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I, I feel like if they would, if there was a concerted, they could make this happen, dude. Think of some of the shit that they do nowadays. I feel like we can make these decisions a little bit quicker.
1: There's another thing that needs to happen because the Rams got absolutely fucked yesterday, too. The Steelers did not get a first down on that fourth down. Like, he was definitely short, and they marked it wrong and gave him a first down. They had no timeouts left, so they couldn't challenge it there's got to be something you can do on fourth down to to do the spot, especially when it's always like a tush push or something like that. Like there's got to be a way to review those calls, man. Cause like, dude, those, those, that ended up, that ended the game. Like the Rams didn't have any timeouts left. So it just it ended the game and it was the wrong call. I just, that and defensive holding and uh, illegal contact by the defense that are five yard penalties that end up being automatic first downs. Dude, no team should get rewarded on third and 30 because of a holding. Like, I'm sorry, man. There's no way a five-yard penalty should wipe out a third and 30. Like, there's just no way. And I've seen it way too many times happen. I just I don't understand how the competition committee does not want to change that every offseason. Like, that's such a terrible call. I just, I don't get it, man.
0: I also hate the call, the fumble out of the end zone, dude. Like, why mm-hmm. can we not get rid of that, man? Why should the Why should the other team get the ball? That ends up being, like, if that ever happens, that can swing a game, too.
1: Yeah. If you don't recover it, it should go back to the spot of the fumble. Like, wherever the fumble took place, that's where it should go back to. If you're, I don't know, man. Because I've seen it happen way too many times where a guy fumbles like on the two yard line and then it rolls through the end zone. Like, I'm sorry, dude. They should not get rewarded for that. The ball should just go back to the two yard line, respot it, and play the next down. Like, there's just, there's got to be a better way, man. There's just too much shit that goes wrong in the NFL now. And there's so much money involved in it that there's just got to be a better way.
0: Got anything else? I think we should have some accountability too, man. Maybe have like the NFL. Like call out these refs by name. Give us some stats on the refs, right? Like this guy has blown this many calls this this season, you know? Yeah, something like that.
1: It's bad. There's there's just got to be a better way to this, because yeah, it's it's ruining the game, man. Like everybody loves watching NFL, but when it's being screwed up by refs, I mean, and I'm I'm not gonna say like I could anybody could just go out there and do this. I know it's a tough job. Like these are world class class athletes, and you're making a judgment call in a split second, so not saying it's all their fault. I'm just saying like there needs to be some accountability on it. All right. Let's uh move to our favorite topic, the race to number 1. So, obviously nothing changed this week cuz the Panthers were off, so they're still number 1, which goes to the Bears. Um
0: the Bears every- got a quarterback now, dude. Yeah. Sure, they do. Special agent.
1: Well, the no, the bigger development is is Caleb Williams is not playing well right now. That's the bigger development right now.
0: Um, and I, I still didn't... like Drake May, dude. I feel and Michael Penix is looking great for freaking Washington, also. Yeah, this is going to be interesting to see how this all shakes
1: out. Um, Arizona is one in six now. They lost yesterday, so they're firmly in the two. Everybody else that had one win won yesterday like uh chicago denver giants and new england all won yesterday so put a little bit of space between the one and two and then everybody else so it's it's going to be interesting to see how this goes down the stretch i'm going to be honest i have no faith let me faith. pull up the, i have no faith that the, that the panthers are going to win a game i'm being dead serious they're bad
0: <laughs> i'm pulling up the schedule right now so let's see man so Next game, their Sunday, they got the Texans coming to town. They could maybe sneak that one. Then they got the Colts, Gardner Minshew, then at the Bears. They got some winnable games. I, I feel like they're going to sneak one. Of, I think they win one of these next three out of the Texans, Colts, or well, Panthers.
1: I will say this. I'll give Frank Reich some credit, even though I think he's a terrible head coach. He did at give up play calling during the bye week. So maybe that's a step in the right direction because – that there's very few head coaches that I think should also be calling plays. Arthur Smith is not one of them. Frank Reich is not one of them. I just I feel like there's too much going on in the game for you to be focusing on on one thing. And I, I feel like you get distracted by certain things. And that, I mean that's what you have an offensive coordinator for. Let him call the game. Like if you disagree with something, you have the right to overrule him. But dude, that this is why you have coordinators. I just I don't get it.
0: They got the Titans November 26th, which the Titans are going into full rebuild mode. They uh, they traded all pro safety, Kevin Byard, to the Eagles today. They, the Titans pretty much become the Eagles' farm team at this point. With the, They had very little in return in exchange for A.J. Brown and Kevin Byard over these last two seasons. Um, they got the Bucs at home last game of the season. That could be a game where the Bucks potentially have nothing to play for or resting starters because they've already clinched the NFC South depending on how the rest of the season goes, whoa, and they got the Packers coming to town. Whoa, Christmas Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. We're just not going to pretend that yesterday didn't happen here, bud. Like, Falcons... I mean, yeah, the
0: Falcons won, but the Fal- it would not shock me one bit if the Falcons went on a four-game losing streak, dude. Like, dude, they're the only They won that game in th- spite hey, of themselves. They're man. the
1: only team in the NFL that has not a lot of rushing touchdown. You put some respect on the Falcons' name. They have a top-five defense right now. A terrible quarterback, but a top-five defense. So. Oh. Just saying. When's the last time you can say top five defense in the Falcons in the same sentence? The answer is never.
0: I think I saw they're in they're in sole possession of first place in the NFC South for the first time in like eight years, also. I think yeah. for the first time since the Super Bowl year. Yeah, they're dude. As
1: bad as they're playing on offense, their defense just keeps them in every game, man. Like their defense is just so much improved that hiring Ryan Nielsen from the Saints was. Apparently it was like a godsend because the defense he runs and getting Jesse Bates, it's pretty amazing what an all pro safety does for your defense though. Cause he just gets everybody in the right spots and they don't give up the big plays anymore. Um, and that was their thing last year. They, they couldn't stop the big play and this year they don't give up very many of them. And dude, we just played our seventh game and they have yet to give up a rushing touchdown. Like that's impressive.
0: Yeah, they're freaking, uh, they're killing it, dude. All right, man, that's it. Uh, defenses anyways, but Desmond Ritter, I just have oh, i have Des- less than zero faith. Desmond Mitter? Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in it either. But that's being kind. I could think of something else. Desmond Shitter? <laughs> there you go, dude. <laughs> All right, you ready to get into UniWatch? Yeah, let's do it. So not a whole lot. We had the Giants continuing their uh, their 90s throwback. You know, we saw them rock the away jerseys against the Bills last week. They had the home jerseys with the uh, the blue, the blue uniforms this week. I mean, let's just go back to that look permanently. It looked awesome. Yeah, I
1: don't know. what We're waiting on here. Like we can just get rid of the new Giants uniforms and just go back to this permanently. So.
0: Yeah, better logos, better colors. I mean, they did have the two Super Bowls in the the Eli year, so I guess, you know, I I could see you wanting to hang on to that look for tradition. But, you know, you won Super Bowls with Bill Parcells also. It's not like they they were a junk team. You know, the Giants have consistently been a contender over the last 30 years regardless of what the uniforms look like. So, yeah, just... It looks better let's let's make it happen full-time next season uh so we had the colts debut their indiana knights jerseys um yesterday i know we talked about a couple of uniforms that we were higher on in the preseason and see them in action they kind of sucked i actually like these a lot better dude i still thought they looked like the duke blue devils but i thought these uniforms looked pretty freaking nice um in action the blue on blue with the the matte black helmet i thought it was pretty tough
1: man you like those i thought those looked hideous Ari's like, who is that? Uh, And I told her, and she's like, why are they wearing that? Have they ever had black helmets? I said,
0: they sure have not. I'm not a fan. (laughs) I mean, the Colts do have pretty much perfect uniforms as is. So they're ones that you don't need to touch it. They don't need alternates. They their home and away jerseys are both. Absolutely. They're kind of like if you were just drawn up like a generic football uniform, it's it would look a lot like the Colts unis. And I mean, that is a compliment. I mean, they, they look classic. They don't just look plain. Uh, But I thought these were pretty cool. Maybe it helped that they were in probably the most entertaining game of the season so far.
1: Yeah, that probably
0: helped a lot. Shout out to Gardner Minshew also, man. I feel like that dude might be playing himself into a starting job somewhere next season. Like He's he's looked pretty dang solid the last couple weeks.
1: I mean, judging by the NFL quarterback tiers we
0: got going right now, it's hard to argue that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how he goes down the stretch. I think he's kind of always been that guy who... Can come in and do really good for four or five weeks, but he seems like he has trouble maintaining over the long haul. But you know, he's he's always an entertaining player. Teammates seem to really rally around him. So hoping up, wishing him some success uh, as he continues on his NFL jersey. And then last last night, one of the most anticipated alternates of the season, the Eagles brought back the Kelly Green. They looked awesome, man. Uh, just a, they, their regular jerseys are great, but these alternates were a really really nice change up. <sighs> man, those are
1: i said this was my favorite coming into the season and i ain't changing that now like those are just absolute perfection i just
0: yeah you're waiting for like randall cunningham to come out of the tunnel man
1: and waiting for the ghost of reggie white to appear on the field
0: <laughs> yeah very very tough look man i, I hope they uh, i'm assuming they're gonna rock those at least one more time this season i'm sure they sold a ton of merch off of that look oh yeah no doubt all right let's get into our picks All right, how we do last week? Man,
1: bad week for me. I went five and seven. You went seven and five.
0: Yeah, that's where we're at on the season now.
1: I think that's two wins for you. I think I think last week I said it was like four two and one or
0: something like that or four two okay, and two. So it's,
1: so it's it's close. I mean,
0: I think it would have had to be three two and one, dude. So what are we? Because we've had seven. You're the statistician for yeah, the that show. Was, dude.
1: You're right. This is seventh week, so I think we're three three so and we're one. Three now. three and one. Okay,
0: got it. All right, let's get into the week eight slate. Um, how you feeling on this one, man? Vikings got the ball up nineteen fourteen with a minute to go in the third quarter. What do you? How do you see this one playing out now?
1: I mean, it's really hard for me to envision the Vikings winning this game. Like, I
0: just yeah, it the, seems the, like the momentum's on the side of the Niners. I see them toughing it out and getting a win. Yeah, yeah, no
1: doubt. It's going to be close though. I I'd be surprised if it ended up uh,
0: the Niners covering the spread. So, all right, Thursday night football. This one should be interesting. We got the Bucks traveling up to Buffalo to play the Bills. This feels like a get right game to me for the Bills. I, I say they roll.
1: Yeah, the the Bills have to this is a must win for the bills i'm just gonna say it it's a must win and what i saw at Tampa bay yesterday i i just we, we talk about a lot of these pretenders or uh fake teams the bucks are not good man they're not a good football team i'm sorry they're not
0: All right, the Patriots, the resurgent New England Patriots traveling down to Miami to face the Dolphins, man. Even on the the best of the Patriots' years, for whatever reason, something happens on that flight from Boston down to Miami. They always struggle down there. And without Tom Brady, I think it's going to be even worse, man. I say the Dolphins, they also bounced back from a tough loss last night and beat the brakes off the Patriots down in Miami. Dolphins
1: are going to be pissed for that game. So, yeah, it's pretty easy to pick the Dolphins
0: this week. This one should be interesting, dude. The 3-3 and Jets traveling or i mean i guess they're not really traveling it's the same stadium it's a giants home game the battle of new york the three and three jets against the two and five giants giants have looked much better the last two weeks with Tyrod taylor at quarterback um i'm gonna let you go first on this one jets are favored by three points coming in
1: i'm going jets they they had a bye week um i just i i trust their defense i mean If Tyrod Taylor really shreds the Jets' defense, I'll start getting impressed, but I just I don't see it happening. The Jets have played so much better the last couple games. I just I don't see the Giants beating them.
0: This will be a real litmus test for if Zach Wilson is actually back on track or not because this is a game they definitely should win. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Giants take this one, but I'll bet Jets as well. All right, the five and two Jaguars heading into Pittsburgh to face the four and two Steelers. I don't really know how the Steelers are four and two, man. They've been less than impressive, but I still got a bad feeling about you know Jacksonville hasn't really. They're they're a soft five and two as well, man. Um, Trevor Lawrence is kind of kind of carrying that team. It seems like, dude. You know he's got a nagging leg injury, um, but it seems like he's been making big plays for him down the stretch. You know they had a lot of trouble putting the Saints away the other night. Uh, I think the Steelers win this one, man. I think they get the, the their home dogs. I think they pull off the upset and, and beat the, uh, the traveling Jacksonville. I'm going Jags. Just,
1: dude, I, I know what you're saying about them having problems put away the Saints. But, dude, Trevor Lawrence had never won in that stadium. So, the fact that they came back and won that game, to me, is all I needed to know about them. Short week going to New Orleans, which is never an easy place to play i'm going jags i just i think they are good i i know they're soft they are soft five and two or whatever it is but i i think
0: they are good so i'm going jags all right the four and three falcons heading into nashville to face the two and four titans who knows derrick henry may not be on the team by sunday he's being shopped around they just traded probably their second best player on defense there's a chance derrick henry's gone before this weekend um
1: and it's malik willis or will levis this week they've already confirmed it so
0: Yeah. I think that unless the Falcons go out and just shit the bed, man, they're going to be five and three, uh, after week eight. I really, really
1: struggle to think that the Titans with Will Levis or Malik Willis are going to move the ball against the Falcons defense. that's looked as good as they have. Yeah. I, God, dude, I hate picking the Falcons because it seems like every time me and you both
0: agree that they're going to win, they <laughs> lose. But I just, dude. Still got the variable factor. Vrabel's an you, outstanding coach. You do, but,
1: but. I, I think the Falcons are just a better overall team, man. And like you said, that's not going to be the only guy from the Titans that gets traded. Like, that's just, I feel like that's just the start of it. I I feel like they know now that they need to start over, which has been obvious. A rebuild, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's coming, and I feel like yeah, I, I just I don't feel like the Titans have enough to beat the Falcons. I mean, the over under on this game is like thirty seven, so it's gonna be an ugly game. The,
0: the wild card to it is that Desmond Ritter does have the ability to single handedly lose this game for the Falcons. Man, he does. Um, but I got a feeling after
1: but, everything that happened yesterday with Bijan and everything, that dude's gonna come out with a with a chip on his shoulder and just ball out on
0: Sunday. Yeah. All right, battle of the top two quarterbacks from the rookie class. We got Bryce Young hosting C.J. Stroud and the Texans.
1: I think this is going to be a really good game. I think this is going to be an exciting yeah, game. Panthers,
0: yeah, they got to have every, every, you know, all the – I think they're going to be gunning hard to get their first win. I think they're going to see some trick plays, maybe a little bit more aggressive game plan than we've seen. But I still don't think it's going to be enough, man. I think C.J. Stroud is the better, going to end up being the better of these two QBs, and I, I think the Texans – Win, uh, win on Sunday.
1: I agree. I I think the Texans are just a better team overall too, and another team to watch for the trade deadline is the Panthers. I got a feeling they're going to dump some people this weekend, so um, it's coming. Trade deadline's Tuesday, so it, it everything is happening soon.
0: All right, we got a rare noon kickoff for the Dallas Cowboys. The four and two Cowboys hosting the three and four Rams. Cowboys off
1: a of bye. I just. I did not love what I saw from the Rams yesterday either, man. Like, I felt like they have been they had been playing above expectations going into this weekend. I felt like yesterday was the first real letdown of the season for them. They think they'll start selling
0: down a little bit, well, selling prob- into their uh, rightful spot. They
1: lost Kyron Williams, who is arguably the linchpin to their offense so far through this season, and not having him and playing Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson instead, I just I don't feel like it has the same ump to it, so yeah I, I don't feel good about the the rams moving forward so i'm going dallas all
0: right the, uh, yeah i take. agree okay. cowboys yeah cowboys all right the battle of the nfc north man back in the day this would be a heavyweight fight but now it's looking like a you know a curtain jerker to use a, a wrestling term two and four vikings against the two and four packers i think the vikings win man the Packers. I think that that week one performance kind of gave everybody some false hope. This is not a good team. I'm not a believer in anything I've seen out of Jordan Love so far. I mean, they got beat by the freaking Broncos yesterday. Uh, I think the Vikings go into Lambeau and get the win. I agree. I think uh,
1: another team that's going to realize that they should have done the rebuild
0: already is going to be the Packers, and I think it's coming. Hey, don't look now, man. If the if the Vikings hold on and win this game and beat Lambo, they're going to be back at four and four. It's brutal the start of the year. This has been so far. They'll be four and four uh, with Kirk Cousins and you know Justin Jefferson on the way back. Dude, they could end up making some noise this season. Yeah, no doubt. All right, the Saints traveling to Indy to face the three and four Colts. I think the Saints are. Three and four is not a great record. I think it's fraudulent for the Saints, though. They are not a three and four team at all. I think they suck. I think the Colts are actually better than their record shows, and I think the Colts get the win. Dude, the Saints are not a good football team at all. They made the biggest
1: error, I think, in a long time, signing Derek Carr to that deal. Dude, he is
0: not good. How, does, how did they have Jameis? At least Jameis is aggressive. Jameis gives you a puncher's chance. You know Jameis is at least going to land some haymakers.
1: Dude, he dumps the ball off 15 times a Kamara because he has no faith in his arm to throw it downfield. Everybody's like, oh, he's hurt. I don't care. If you're out there, you have to make plays and he's not making plays. Like, I just I do not see the upside to them signing carr. And man, sad. So sad. Just kidding. Yeah. The they need to ever. put
0: Jameson more. They dude, they need to give Taysom Hill the ball more, too, man. I don't know why they don't give him the rock more. I feel like every time he gets the ball. He fucking makes something happen, dude. I I've never understood why they're so they limit their usage of him so much. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, I'm going Colts as well. Okay, we have the NFC East battle. The Eagles going against the commanders. It is in DC, but I think the Eagles roll and get to seven and one. Yeah, the Eagles
1: just they're they're two lines of scrimmage. They just dominate up front in on both lines of scrimmage. So yeah, I agree with you, Eagles.
0: All right, here's a, 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 one of our first real coin flip games of the season, man. We got the four and two Browns coming off that big dramatic win yesterday, heading up to Seattle. Who quietly, dude, Geno and the Seahawks are doing their thing again. They're four and two, man. I think the Seahawks put up enough points. I think the Browns have a good showing, but I just think they're with that offense. I don't think they're able to quite match the uh, the points that Geno is going to be able to get uh, for the Seahawks, dude. And I think the Seahawks win, man. Kenneth Walker, Arlington Tiger. He's been having a great season, also. Yeah,
1: man, dude, this is a really tough game. I'm going to go Cleveland. I just, I feel like their
0: defense is good you enough. Got a, you got your fucking man crush on the Browns, dude. No, I can tell I don't. when Jordan's no, got a man I don't. crush. I don't have a man crush. He's hard up. I don't. He's Stop, off the Bills. Stop. Okay, why, why, don't the bills. You, why don't
1: you name me one person on the Seahawks that's going to block Miles Garrett this weekend? Name me one person that's going to keep Geno I don't know any of Smith. their offensive line. Because their offensive line sucks. Geno Smith is going to be on his back nine times in that game.
0: Like, I mean, dude, I get it. Miles Garrett's awesome, dude. He, but they still gave up thirty eight points. Hold on, so you, to Gardner you, Minshew you, and the Colts. So dude. you,
1: you think you really think that the Seahawks, who don't forget, played like absolute dog shit and scored thirteen points against the Bengals defense, which is way worse than the Browns defense. You, you think that's the team that's just gonna? beat the browns in submission really like that's that's what you think is gonna i don't happen. think
0: they're gonna be i don't think they're gonna beat them in submission it's not gonna be like a you know a squash match dude but so if it's a I close think it's gonna be game a-
1: if it's a close game i'm taking the browns they got the better defense like the, that's just i hopefully watson doesn't play because if watson plays that changes the whole thing
0: the browns do got a way better defense but i think the gap between geno smith and PJ Walker or Deshaun Watson. it really, I mean, those guys are kind of interchangeable to me. I think the gap at quarterback is going to be much bigger than the gap at quarterback was yesterday when we saw the Colts damn near win that game. So, I mean, I told you it's a coin flip game. I'm not going to, you know, it's not going to be the shocker of the century if Cleveland goes up to Seattle and gets a win, but that's a place still has a good home field advantage. I think, I, I think the Seahawks uh, offense is going to struggle big time against the Browns defense I think the Browns offense is going to absolutely do jack shit though, dude. And I'll take a struggling offense over one doing nothing. Like I see this being an ugly game, but I think the Seahawks win, man. All right. Fair enough. All right. Heading to Phoenix, the five and two red hot Baltimore Ravens facing the one and six Cardinals. I think it's not a matter of, you know, if just just by how much I think the Ravens blow them out.
1: The, the only thing I'll say about the Ravens is they have one game every year where this is exactly what we say. They're coming off a big win. They should blow this team out, and then they just come out and lay an egg. It wouldn't surprise me, but even if they lay an egg, they're still better
0: than the Cardinals. So, yeah, I'm going Baltimore. Was that a, the laying an egg? Was that like a bird pun because it's Ravens versus the Cardinals? Exactly. Glad you got that. All right. AFC West action, the 6-1 and one Chiefs heading into the 2-5 Broncos. I hope the Chiefs drop 50 on them. We haven't seen a good... Yeah offensive explosion yet from kc i hope we see it on sunday yeah the broncos are not good it's just they're not a good football team so
1: yeah i'm going to yeah they're
0: horrible all right this is going to be a good one dude joe burrow and the uh the well-rested coming off the bye week cincinnati Bengals heading into san fran to face the suddenly shaky 49ers I, just, I think since he gets the win, dude, I'm starting to lose comp. I know I, I probably end up regretting this when it's, you know, 24 to seven at halftime. Christian McCaffrey's got 90 yards and two touchdowns, but I don't know, dude. I'm start, I'm for some reason, I'm starting to lose a little bit of faith in the uh, the Niners to get it done, man. So I'm picking, I'm picking since to go in and get the win on the road. Dude, I just don't
1: <laughs> think the Bengals offensive line is going to hold up on Sunday though. That's the only problem. Like, their offensive line has made worse defensive lines just shred them. I mean, dude, the Titans' defensive line absolutely shredded the Bengals' offensive line. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, that's true. My counter to that would be that their offensive line has sucked the last two years, and they made a Super Bowl run and made it to the AFC Championship. I
1: mean, you're, um, you're not
0: wrong. I'm they not, seem to be able to work around it, but I just uh, this team's been a little bit of uh, road warriors in the the Joe Burrow run, and yeah, I, I think they're going to beat the Niners, man. I'm going Niners. I just. The Niners
1: are playing two bad games in a row. I just I struggle to think they're going to play three bad games in a row. I mean, this team is too good, man. They're just – I feel like they're going to get everybody back next week, and then we're going to remember why why we all predicted them to go to the Super Bowl, and I just feel like it starts next week against the Bengals.
0: All right. How could we it's, – it's a shame we couldn't flex this super interesting Niners-Cincinnati oh, game God. to Sunday night because our Sunday night game – is the Bears against the Chargers in L.A. Dude, I'm tempted to pick the Bears, man. You know it's going to be a ton of Bears fans in the stands. It's probably going to be 50-50 at best if it doesn't end up sounding like freaking Soldier Field West. I I don't know. I'm, I'm going to let you make your your prediction on this one first, dude. I, I
1: I don't want to overreact to what I saw yesterday because the Raiders are absolutely a miserable football team. They are not good at all. With that said, I'm going Chargers. I think Brandon Staley sucks, but, I mean, dude, are the Chargers really going to lose to the fucking
0: Bears? Like, I just, I don't see it. One thing to note, man, the Bears are, here, here's some stats for you. The Bears are now 2-1 and one since trading Chase Claypool to the Dolphins. They were 0-13 with him. The Dolphins were 5-1 and one before activating Chase Claypool. They're 0-1 with Chase Claypool active in the lineup listen to this dude the Steelers were two and six their last eight games with Chase Claypool they're 11 and four over their last 15 since they got rid of him dude Chase Claypool has won two games in the last two seasons and zero in over a year dude that's that's the stats for Chase Claypool in the NFL he is so bad dude he's just he, he's so bad. The Dolphins one, that one's just probably a coincidence, man, because yeah. of the matchup one week. But how about that for the Bears, dude? The Bears were zero and thirteen with him, and we've gone two and one since then. And the Steelers, dude, eleven. I didn't realize the Steelers were eleven and four over their last fifteen games. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, man, freaking watch out for Kenny Smallhands Pickett, dude. All right, who you going with? <sighs> Fuck it, the Bears. Oh boy, The Bears. All right. Chargers are eight and a half point favorites. I just feel like the I feel like the the fire is fucking burning in the on the Chargers organization right now, dude. And I just feel like it's gonna be a weird game. I feel like there's gonna be like the bad kind of desperation, not the good kind of desperation. And the Bears have nothing to lose, man. They got this backup quarterback that they've stumbled upon who I mean, dude, he was playing division two football for I think Shepherd University was the name of the school he played for last season. And then he started and won a game in the NFL yesterday.
1: Yeah, impressive. He's the first guy, first Division II quarterback to start and win a game since John
0: Kitna. Monday night, we got the Vegas Raiders traveling into Motor City to face the Lions. I think the Lions put on a show for us, man. I think they bounced back in a big way. You know, Dan Campbell's going to have the fire lit under them boys. I, I think they dropped 40.
1: Yeah, dude. If the, if the our Lions do anything other than massacre the Raiders, the it's time to start wondering if the Lions are actually not good. Cause
0: they should just absolutely massacre them. Yeah. We should we got some interesting games this weekend. I'm looking forward to the slate, man. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's get into million dollar picks. Uh uh-huh, yeah. Uh uh uh-huh, yeah. All right, Jordan, tell us how we did last week. Boy, I had a rough week.
1: I had Detroit plus three. That didn't hit. And then I had Cleveland minus two. They won by one. I lost 200K (laughs) last week. That brings me to seven and seven on the season and minus 100K. Seth took the Eagles minus one and a half for 50K and hit. And he is on the ropes right now with the 49ers minus seven, which does not look promising right now.
0: <laughs> um, we need a touchdown and then a classic primetime Kirk Cousins pick six to put a cherry on top on this one, dude. Yeah, because
1: Seth's got the Niners minus seven for a 100K. And on the <sighs> season right now, Seth is seven and six, and he is minus 125K. So this is a big, you need this pretty bad because. Going to 225K down on the season is not a good place to be.
0: We got 12 and a half. I just need two touchdowns over 12 and a half minutes. The Niners could totally do that, man. But yeah, it's not looking great for the home team. All right. I'll go first this week, man. My first pick, I'm going to take the Texans uh, minus two and a half. I'll put 50K like on them to go into Carolina and win the battle of the two quarterbacks. Okay. Texans minus two and a half. Got it. All right. And uh what what do you got for your first?
1: Uh I'm actually going with the same game, but I'm going with the over forty three and a half. I think there's gonna be some scoring in this game and I just the Panthers put up a ton of junk points, so I feel like I'm gonna rely on them to put up some junk points again this week and I feel like the Texans will score enough. So over forty three and a
0: half and I'm gonna go for fifty K. All right, and I'm confident this Monday night bet I got this week is going to work out, and I'm going to try double down and try to make it two straight Monday night classics for me. I'm going to put 100k on the Lions covering the 8-point spread against the Raiders. Lions -8 for 100k. You yep. you put 50 on the Texans, correct? 50, yeah. But I got 50 on the Texans, just a little just a little sprinkling on the Texans, dude, and then I'm going to go 100k on the uh on the Lions.
1: Okay. I like it. I am going, uh, for my second one, I'm going Jets minus two and a half for 50K.
0: That's a shaky bet, dude. Shaky, shaky bet. Putting money down on Zach Wilson.
1: I like it, man. I, I feel like uh, I'm going to get back on track this week. We're gonna we're getting back to the fucking basics. The Jets defense is going to stand tall this weekend. Zach Wilson's going to score about 10 points, and they're going to win 10-7.
0: All right, that's, uh, <laughs> let's get into some listener mail, man. That's pretty. That's a lot of confidence. I don't know if I believe it, but you sound like you believe it, man. If I was in the locker room and heard that, I'd be fired up. All right, John Swallow says, which team will fire their coach first? It
1: should be the Chargers. They should have already done it, but I- I'm still going Chargers. I feel like eventually it'll happen. I just he's going to play himself out of a job, or he's going to they're going to get him out of the job. So.
0: The fact that they haven't fired him yet makes me think they're not going to. Um, I still, I'm still going to go, I'll go the Bears, man. I think the Bears got a little bit more dysfunctional organization. I can see Everfluss going, man. So, I, you know, it's definitely, I think, between him and Staley. The other teams that are really shitty have, like, known good coaches or they got coaches that are in, like, their first year. Um, so, yeah, I think... Uh, i will go Eberflush just so we don't got the same
1: pick. I would say the Raiders, but dude, they've built such a shitty roster. I don't know how you could really fire McDaniels at this point.
0: Like it's not exactly his fault that they're this bad. Yeah. And he it's been a shit show with the Raiders the last couple of years, you know, with the stuff that happened with Henry Ruggs, then the whole John Gruden scandal, I I think they're I think they're really hoping that some stability pays off. And I think I think McDaniels has got at least at least one more season um to start showing some improvement there. oh Oh. oh, he dropped that pass dude yeah it's not like the niners are struggling with the vikings man right now uh all right next question john Swallow also says will we see any trades before the deadline so we saw the titans trade all pro safety kevin byard today uh derrick henry might be on the move as well is there any other big names we might see uh get moved before tomorrow afternoon jordan well it's not till next tuesday buddy Oh, okay. Okay. So we got another whole one of the week. Yet. Halloween is, I mean, Derek Henry's the, the other big name out there. Like if you saw a, a contender grabbing him, I've heard uh, the Cowboys get mentioned for trading for him, man. That could be, that could be a nice fit. Running backs are one of the easiest positions to kind of plug and play somebody. So I think I could see a contender making a move for Derrick Henry. Um, is there anybody else kind of on the radar?
1: I got a sneaky one for you. I I feel like, oh, I talked about the Panthers making a trade dude. I feel like a great move right now would be the Chiefs trading for Adam Thielen. Like, Adam Thielen yep. on that offense would eat. He's, like, the perfect guy for that
0: offense. So,
1: I could easily But I feel see- like
0: he's been such a reliable target for Bryce Young, and he's a cheap guy. He's not, like, on a big contract. Like, why Why would you trade him? And I'm sure he'd love to go to a contender, dude, but also, like, he's not going to get the rock as much as he does on any other team than Carolina right now. Yeah. Yeah, It would be a good move, man. It'd be a great move for the Chiefs. Adam Thielen, dude, he's he's super underrated, man. I feel like the Vikings made a mistake even letting him go. Like, I get it. Dude's not super athletic at all, but great route runner, good hands, and, you know, it seems like just a really great teammate. He's been such an asset for Bryce Young uh, so far this season. Um, But, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. Typically, the trade deadline, you don't usually see the star players moving. It's going to be – I'm sure there will be some, like, really solid mid-level players, though, that get moved. Uh, they can end up helping out a contender. Man. So I don't know if we'll see the big splashy move. But did, did
1: you did you forget everything that happened last year at the trade deadline? Like, dude, McCaffrey got that traded. was
0: an aberration though. Man, typically the NFL trade deadline is never as big a deal as like NBA or baseball. I, I
1: feel like something's gonna happen though. I mean, the the Commanders got all these guys that they could potentially move. Chase Young could get moved. I, I feel like somebody big is definitely gonna get moved at the deadline.
0: All right, definitely something to keep an eye on. And if there are some big moves, we might have to do an emergency like Tuesday night mini pod for the goal line if we see some stuff that really kind of shakes up the landscape. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, Mike Rivera said, what do you guys think about this weekend's officiating? We kind of already touched on that. He's a big Dolphins fan, so I understand why that's front and center on his mind. Appreciate the question, Mike. Uh, Sam Rosal says, has Miami proved they cannot beat a good team? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say... they They could still turn around and beat a strong team, but... They're definitely starting to get a little bit of a reputation. Like I, you know, I said it earlier. They're they're the bullies right now. They're beating the shit out of the bad teams and getting punched in the mouth when they kind of fight somebody on their level. Um, I don't know. Where where do you, what's your what's your dolphins read after seven weeks of seeing this thing? I still think they're a really good team. Um
1: you gotta remember, dude, they're getting Jalen Ramsey back at some point this season. So their defense is gonna get a lot of uh um, help when they get him back they didn't have Xavier Howard last night either so they were playing with their third and fourth corners going up against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell that's a recipe for dis- or not sorry AJ Brown and uh, and De- Devonte Smith that's a recipe for disaster already out of the gate so I, I still think the Dolphins are going to be okay I don't I definitely don't think they're Super Bowl contenders unless they get home field advantage like that's a team that needs home
0: field advantage definitely uh, you know i heard you running down the uh eagles receivers man what do you think about julio signing there
1: it's interesting i mean i do i think he's gonna bring a whole lot to the table no but he'll make some plays here and there i mean dude yeah, julio's he still, best he was still
0: solid for the bucks last year
1: but his best days are long behind him i mean
0: oh yeah he's it's... not he's not the freak that he used to be he at, at his peak he's arguably the best wide receiver in nfl history yeah exactly Ooh, they did not get that yeah, it looked like it was short, man. That's why a team. as much as teams complain about that Eagles QB sneak, man, if other They're teams the only can, do ones it, that can do it, they can do it. They're the only ones yeah, that can do it. they got the personnel to do it, man. I mean,
1: dude, when you got Jalen Hurts that squats like 700 pounds and then you've got the best center, dude, that's the other thing we're going to have to – we're, we're going to hit on that at some point this season because it's probably going to be his last season. Jason Kelsey is probably the best center ever and arguably one of the best offensive
0: linemen ever. Like,
1: that dude – Offensive linemen don't get the love they should, and especially him. He's an absolutely especially incredible. the
0: interior lineman, man. Like you'll ever occasionally you'll see the tackles get some love, dude. But the guards and centers, they're always working in like anonymity. Yeah. All right, Sam says has Buffalo lost their chance to win a Super Bowl. I say hell no, dude. You guys can get George take on this one. I'm still very confident in my pick that when it's all said and done, Buffalo is going to be standing tall with the Lombardi Trophy this year.
1: I mean, they're definitely approaching scary season right now. Like they lose Thursday night, and I'm going to be in pure panic for the bills. Cause I don't know, man, dude, if if they don't have a, a really good season this year with a good ending in the playoffs, I think McDermott might get
0: canned, man. Like, yeah, we saw that, you know, um, the Bronc thing about the Broncos back after those first two Peyton Manning years, you know, John Fox got retired and they brought, or got, got fired. And they brought Gary Kubiak in to lead him to the Super Bowl. Um, oh, Tony Dungy Brock Purdy, the pick you can't throw. Uh, you know Tony Dungy with the Bucks, we've seen that before. If uh, if a team is kind of right on the hump for a few years in a row, we've seen teams get rid of them and uh, and try to go for the coach that that they think can get them to the Super Bowl. So that's not unheard of, man. I don't know what coaches out there that they would move on to. Typically, when that's been done, there's already you know a big name or or somebody in mind. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't put it out of realm possibility if the Bills have a less than impressive play. I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust. But if they have a playoff run similar to last season, I can totally see him being gone. Yeah, I agree. Like, I just... I mean, dude,
1: they have just... The last three years, they've just blown their chance every single year. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have good feelings for McDermott if they don't do it this year, so...
0: All right, and last question. Why do you think sports action figures cannot be successful? I would say they can be successful. It just takes the right execution, man. Like, there was a lot of hype... For the starting lineup series coming back, and then they ended up being underwhelming just because the figures were a little bit lackluster. They were missing the tattoos, and the price point was super high. So I think I think sports figures could be successful. You know, I thought the McFarlane line was fairly successful back in the days. Starting lineups were huge, um, but it's been a while since somebody's really nailed the execution on them. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's really tough. The other thing is too, like. Funko has shown like sports sports figures are tough to churn out because here's the thing, man, for every Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa or whatever, you're going to get a player from a bad team and nobody's going to buy that other than that team. Like it's not like wrestling figures where um, everybody buys everybody like sports are way different because I mean, some people just aren't going to get bought. That's just the nature of the game. You know, it's just part of it.
0: Yeah, it's never a thing where you feel like you got to get them all. I mean, that was, I think, some of the success on starting lineup back in the day. They went deep on individual teams, right? Like, you could have, like, I remember my my uncle was big into him, and he was a big Oakland A's fan. This is back in, like, the Bash Brothers days. And I remember he had this, like, display thing, and he had the entire – um starting lineup for the the Oakland A's like every single figure like every position on the baseball team and the expectations were a lot lower back then so like if you look at them a lot of those guys look pretty dang similar right like sometimes like the the skin tone and like the facial hair and hairstyle was really the only ways you could tell the players apart uh so I think that was something they had working in their favor but um but yeah I think they could totally work it just takes somebody kind of nailing the formula yeah I agree maybe like a made to order type thing. You know what I mean? Like we've seen on like Mattel creation, some sites like that could work.
1: Yeah. Because that's the only way it's going to work because yeah, I mean, some players are just going to sit like they're just not going to
0: sell. So, and there's some markets like, you know what I mean? The, I'd taste right up the most diehard, you know, the biggest star of the Titans had to have, you know, like a Derrick Henry figure. It's not going to sell as much as like the biggest star for a team like the Packers. Right. Like, cause that fan base is just so much more passionate and ready to gobble up, you know, any, any merch for their team. So Yeah. It is, it is a lot trickier than something like a wrestling or, you know, star Wars or Marvel or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's a wrap for this week's episode. Jordan, remind the listeners where they can find us on social media.
1: You can find us at Twitter X goal underscore line underscore pod. And then you can find us on Instagram at the goal line football show. And also I wanted to say, if if you have any questions that you want us to answer on here, you can uh, message uh, message me on either one of those and I'll make sure we get them answered. Cause we don't want this to just strictly be a thing where um, the only people that can ask questions are people that are in uh, the chick Foley show group. So if you got questions, just send them over to me and we'll answer them on the show. We have no problem answering anybody's questions. So,
0: yeah reach out text social media dms messenger pigeon a fax Anyways, you guys get it to us we'll make sure your question gets answered uh that's a wrap man predict the final score jordan the vikings are up 22 17 with three minutes left what's the final count going to be on this game dude what
1: is going on with the Niners? oh shit dude fred warner just got hurt oh boy the Niners' defense does not look good, man. They're they're getting chewed up by a team that doesn't have their best player. Like It's pretty surprising. Um, so what's what's your, what's your I call? I think the final Vikings final. end up running out the clock, and it's just 22-17, man. I think they, they get another first down, and I think they run out the clock, and it ends
0: 22-17. Sadly, I think I agree with you, man. Uh, hit us with some closing thoughts, and we'll get out of here.
1: Refs, get the fuck out of the way and just let us watch the teams play. That's what we're here to watch it. This here's a champ for all the fellas. Try to do. De- Cause you're overzealous Play hard to get Females get jealous Okay smarty Go to a party Girls are scantily clad are showing body A chick walks by You wish she could sex her But you're standing on the wall Like you was Poindexter Next day's function High class luncheon Food is served in your stone cold munching Music comes on, People start to dance But then you ate so much You nearly split your pants A girl starts walking Guys start gawking Sits down next to you And starts talking Says she wanna dance Cause she likes to groove So come on fat so And just bust the move uh-huh.